It says, um, how often do you look back into the past to see where God has brought you from? Or um, are you, have you, um, or are you looking back to reminisce on the things you used to do? No, I'm looking back from where God brought me from. That's yeah. what I'm looking at. I'm looking, I look at that um, so so many times because um, I, if I was continuing going down a certain road, my belief would probably have changed. Yeah. And um, I thank God for his word because, you know, sometimes. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sometimes. Um, you know, sometimes our lips may say one thing, but our heart says a totally different things. Like it's divided. So, you know, but I always look back and I'm grateful, you know. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. That's Brother Gio. We can't see yeah. the name, but I think that's Brother Gio. Yeah. Praise I'm, God. I'm similar. I like, um, I do a lot of reflecting. Um, and um, I was speaking about it the other day. I was talking about someone but a lot of times, you know, um, do a lot of analyzing. So I will allow, you know, I ask myself with the Holy Spirit um, will ask me to ask myself questions. And then um, I will get that's how I'll get to the root of the thing. Um, and a lot of times, you know, it's very important to like analyze, very important to look back on the things that God has brought you from. Mm -hmm. Um you know, because I definitely believe it, it definitely encourages us in the current mm -hmm. um, and in the future. Well, anyway. I'm going to be honest and let y'all know that I have definitely looked back in the other area, reminiscing and feeling like not that I miss it there, but sometimes I'm going to just be real. This doesn't happen yeah. to me. I'm gonna get, that's one thing I got to do. <laughs> I don't do it. I don't do it anymore, but I'm going to tell you, like, when I first got saved, like, and as many of you know, I just got saved, like, maybe, like, two years ago. Um, but, like, the first few months, like, people used to be trying me, like, for real. I couldn't, I couldn't wear certain things. I couldn't act a certain way or whatever. And, you know, I used to feel away, like, Y'all forgot I was that girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I used to feel. I'm just going to keep it real. Like, I'm going to just keep it too real with y'all. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes when you, when you give your life over to Christ, like, people like, oh, now I definitely have a past to test this person. Or I have a past to treat this person a certain way. Or I remember um, God took away wanting to wear, like, expensive things or whatever. Somebody mm -hmm. made a statement about how I dressed and stuff like that. And I'm like, they don't even know. See, that's <laughs> big. Yeah, you you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. That's that's good. And you know, and it's it's not a good thing to look in that way. I'm not gonna, I'm not glorifying it. I'm just telling you, I'm just being honest and 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 why I did it. Cause I would feel like, you know, sometimes people people play with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. People people make people you feel like you Yeah, people make you feel like, um, yeah, I could definitely try this person in this way or whatever, whatever. Um, so the enemy will use another person to to target you to look back and reminisce and have you falling into a place where you're not supposed to be because yeah. we shouldn't even look back at that those moments and be like oh they don't know because I used to I would really talk to them a certain way if they would have did this and oh when I used to dress like this I was really doing this and that da, 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 da. like that's not even God like God don't want us focusing on that you know but I have to be honest when I first got saved like I used to feel like that or when I lost my job 
I was looking like I didn't have for so long. Oh my goodness. My rent was behind almost six months. I was 7,000, like $7,900 in debt to mm -hmm. my, to my building. Mm -hmm. So much money. And people was fake laughing at me. Like, Oh, you said God got you. That's what people used to say to me. Oh, <laughs> and it made me look back. Like if I would have took that vaccine, bro, I'm telling you right now, I would have been that girl. Like, <laughs> stop playing with me. like I really was looking back and those moments, sometimes I would look back in those moments, like people forget, like at one point I used to have a lot of money. I used to really drive what I wanted to drive and do what I wanted to do. But I was literally living a life of sin and doing living out of the will of God. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes when people are, you know, like where your God at, like you don't yeah. even like look at you, you claim, you claim you were big, you like you big in the, in the spiritual realm, but like you ain't driving this or you don't got this. And, and you know, that's all the enemy. That's all the yeah. enemy. You think that material things will, will have you in a place where um, you're actually where you're supposed to be. It's all material thing. That's not even real because right. the, the matter is if we die tomorrow, none of these material things matter. Only thing that matters is where your soul was while you were on this earth. Who, who did you serve while you were here? Was it money? Or was it God? And, you know, God took that away from me looking back in that way. But I can't lie. Like, I haven't looked back in that way because I have looked back. Like, people look at you and think, like, oh, she don't even got a job. And, you know, I, back in the days, like, I wore suits every day. Yeah. And I never wore a pony. Nobody knew what my real hair looked like. I had a lot of it, but I surely had a middle part. <laughs> That's for sure. You know, and, and God took all those things away from me. And when he starts taking things away from you, you look low. You look like nothing. Yes. You really do look like nothing. I'm gonna tell you the truth. To people who mm -hmm. know you, they looking at you now like you look like you you lacking. But the mm. truth of the matter is, I gained everything, yeah. and that's yeah. why looking back is important. Not to look back to say, "Oh, y'all forgot who I was," but looking back to say, "Look at where God has really brought me from." Like that's I used to serve those things. I used to think having long weave and showing my body and all those things was important but really I had I lacked substance I lacked peace I lacked hope I lacked I lacked self-respect I lacked all those things you know and now that I have Christ I've gained it all you know so Amen. I thank God for for shifting my mind in the way I look back because I used to look back and be angry like why are people playing me and sending me like they don't know but it's okay if they don't know because I am a new creature in Christ you know, and I, I praise God for that. Go ahead, Jamila. I'm literally hollering because me and Bria are like very similar in that sense. Like when I first had came to Christ, it was just a, it was just very different. And I think before I used to, I I had to overcome a lot. Like I had to overcome rage. I had to overcome lust. I had to overcome all these things. And then I'm so calm and so chill now. And people look at me like. Oh, you've always been this way. Oh, you always do this. And I'm like, no, it's like, it's a, it's sometimes people do try to like disrespect you in that sense. Like, oh, she been this way or she just a, a woman of God. So she not going to do nothing, which is right. I'm not. <laughs> You're right. I'm surely not, but I'm definitely about to pray about you aggressively. Okay. And the only hands we lay in is prayer. <laughs> right, but it has to be that switch. You know, when you grow up in the hood, you grow up to react that way. Um, yeah. it's like it's just an instinct. I forgot what I was gonna say with something else. Like, definitely look back. One of the things I used to look back, like the the enemy used to lie to me and say that life was easier back then. 
You get yeah. what I'm saying? Like you used to yeah. do whatever you want. I used to be out four o'clock, skipping lines, sneaking stuff into the club. Like, and I used to be like, oh, I was having the time of my life. You get what I'm saying? And he would lie and say that you were having fun because you didn't have any responsibilities, that you didn't have to be a representative. And it's like, no. Yeah. It's not, it's not all that it was cracked up to be. And I used to look back on Snapchat, like I still have Snapchat. And Snapchat will really show you who you was a few years ago. That's why I deleted I, I had to keep it because sometimes I forget. I used to, I forget. And then I would look at these photos and I would look at my eyes. I'm like, this girl was so lost. You know, yes. like you would just reflect in that way. So, yeah. Praise God. Yeah. That, it reminded me of the part of scripture that we're going to talk about. You said you kind of is lost. Um, what you were saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I remember when I, <laughs> so, um, you know, the word of God speaks harshly um, about improperly looking back. I'm just going to share some scriptures. Um, Luke 9, 68, 62 says, but, I wrote, but Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Amen. And, um, you know, we're going to go up to uh, 50, 57 to 62 to get better context. But in this, Jesus is speaking about discipleship and the cost of discipleship. You can't put one foot in and another foot out. You can't start a thing and be focused on other things. Mm -hmm. It's easy to say, you know, we can't care about what others think and that someone that's in Christ must uh, deliver us from. He must... He must free free us from people where we can operate in obedience first. When he tells us to move forward and to make sure we're not walking backwards with our eyes set on our past and, or oh. set on dead things. First, he's going to deliver us from and more important things that he's taken us away from. Mm -hmm. In context, uh, Jesus is speaking about discipleship. And he's speaking about things, he's speaking about the things that we will have to give up after accepting this call. Mm -hmm. I believe Jesus is trying to show us how important discipleship is and how important the Great Commission is. That is the that's that's the message that comes first. Mm -hmm. The Great Commission is for us to preach the gospel and to spread the good news. Um, there's a scripture in Haggai one um that I just want to just um speak about real quick and um i spoke about it on the bible study um not not on a bible study on the um prayer night. prayer night a little bit and it was just so good and it was just like convicting um uh, for me um but we're just gonna read something where you want to read something which one you want to read from right here from right here okay you have sown much and bring in little you eat but do not have enough you drink but you are not filled with drink you clothe yourself but no one is warm and he who who earns wages earns wages to put into a bag with holes going to keep going yeah thus saith the lord of hosts consider your ways go up to the mountains and bring wood and bring the temple and build the temple that I may 
take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. You looked for much, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, it blew away. Why, says the Lord of hosts, because of my house that, that is in ruins, while every while every one of you runs to his house. Therefore, the heavens above the heavens above you withhold the dew, and the earth withholds its fruit. You just, you just right there. And this scripture was just so convicting to me because, like we're speaking about, um, God has put something in front of us, like when we accept this call, right? And, you know, we're pressing forward uh, and reaching forward. But many of the times when we're looking back and we get distracted, we're even reminiscing or whatever, or being distracted by things in our past, people in our past, or chained um, or bound to things from our past, it's stopping us from focus on um, his purpose in our life, the things that he's calling us to do. And this scripture, even just speaking about like, if it's not, if it's not Christ um, first, if it's not God's um, purpose first, then nothing else we're going to do is going to matter. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, whether if you're focused on, like it's speaking about, you sought, you, 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 you wanted much um, and it came to little, Um, you you drink a lot, Yeah, you drink, but didn't fill you. Uh, you clothe yourself, but you're, like, still you're still not warm. Like um, you earn wages and you put it in a bag filled with holes. Like and and to speak about like my house in is in ruins, right? My house is in ruins. Like my temple's in ruins. Like, um, but everyone else is just leaving and going to their own house. Like no one's no one's caring about my house. Mm. And um. It was just so um, convicting because one thing I do know is the past, um, especially when we're leaving, when we're just like pulling away from things we used to do, like the enemy will really try and use those things to hinder us, mm-hmm. to keep us in a certain place. Um, so I just wanted to share that real quick. Praise God. Um, so some of us may find ourselves in places like this where things and people in our lives will put us, um, where we will have to put things and people that's currently in our life on the back burner for Christ. Mm -hmm. For Christ to solely be the head of our lives, that the place, that's the place that I'm praying for God to put me and to keep me and to put us and to keep us. I'm not sure about like everyone else, but God, but as God called me into this new life, I've had to put people Mm -hmm. that I've cared about, um, I've had to turn my back on people that I've cared about. I have to walk away from friendships that um, that I've built for for a long time. And when I say no to sin, sometimes people have felt like I was saying no to them and they took it personally. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just I, I just I'm going to read the scripture um, so we will get like more um uh, context it says now it happened that they journeyed on the road and then someone said to him lord i will follow you wherever and jesus said to him foxes have holes birds of the air have nests but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head and then he said to another follow me and he said lord let me first go and bury my father and jesus said let the let the dead bury their own dead mm but you go and preach the gospel. And another said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid farewell to who is at my house. And Jesus said, no one having put his hand to the plow 
and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Amen. And, you know, just to sum everything up, um, like what I just spoke about, it is, it, it is going to be hard to have, it's hard in general, not going to be, it's hard in general to have one foot in and one foot out. Mm-hmm. And as it speaks about something simple as <laughs> the Lord is calling you to do something and, and, and one of them said, like, let me first go and say bye. <laughs> You know, um, and, 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 and Jesus said, like, no one having put his hand to the plow, you know, no one having put his hand to the plow, um, looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. And as, as, as you think about, you know, a plow is something that you push, right. It's going forward, but imagine holding a plow, but you're, you're looking backwards Mm -hmm. and, you know, many of us may have found ourselves, um, in a place or a situation like that um what does it mean by let the dead bury their own dead to me and that's why that's why the the caption said the word of god speaks harshly harshly while improperly looking back and just a lot of times just in the comfort um just even when it comes to like your flesh literally we're just talking about this just literally when it comes to the flesh and the things that you may want to do like for example like i'm gonna give you Trying to move forward and start looking back, your path is automatically being exactly. And I've always, um, like the kind of person that I am, I've always, God has led me to do something, to like walk away from friendships, things like that. Like I've allowed the people, I've started to do it and I've allowed the people's reaction to draw me back in because I felt like, you know, like they are right. Like, how am I going to throw away this friendship? Like, how am I mm-hmm. going to, you know, and I've allowed that to happen for like a lot of my life, you know, but just realize like, I don't want to be controlled by anything, um, anything else. So Tia and oh, Esther and Tia. And I believe Jesus was speaking figuratively here. Yes, figuratively. Yeah, like let the dead bury their own dead, um, but you go and preach to the kingdom of God. Like basically that situation is dead now. That that thing is dead now. If If that person wants to bury it or whatever, like that's that's on that's on them like you got more work to do do you get what i'm yeah, saying like he's speaking figu- he got he's speaking figuratively and i'll just give you an example i remember um me and Dimash had this conversation we'd be having like you know just basic conversations often um you know about di- relationships and all these things and he was asking me should a person get closure right and i was like closure bye i'm not into that you know um because you know the reason why we were talking about that is because like for example if god instructs you to walk away from um a situation and he doesn't call you to have that conversation with that person and you know be on the phone with them and all these different things then really you're digging yourself in a deeper hole because you might get back on the phone with that person or inter- interact with that person and they may persuade you to stay in that situation or they may persuade you to do the latter or whatever and sometimes god is just saying cut ties completely and just follow me i'll figure out the rest and i remember when i first got saved there were things that people and relation like friendships and um god was just cutting off 100 like just cutting off cutting off cutting off and i'm like you know that per i feel bad because that person was in my life so i do need to have a conversation with them or i do need to make it right with them or i do need to and and god was like listen i'm calling you and this ain't no basic call this is the real thing you know what I mean? This ain't no, you're going to get saved today and backslide tomorrow. I'm calling you to completely transform your life, which means if that means you have to cut everybody off and serve me, that's what that means, you know? And I didn't listen to God. There were two instances 
where I was like, all right, you know what? I can't just leave that person in the dust. I got to say something or I got to have a conversation with them or I got to, they had some belongings in my house, right? And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to just throw it away because, you know, I don't want to make that person feel bad. So I'm going to try to give them back their belongings. And God like tossed the thing out, like just toss it. Like, why are you even trying to give them back their stuff? Like, that's not what I asked you to do. I asked you to just move on. Instead of me doing that, I got to reach out to the person or I got to give them back their stuff and I'm trying to figure it out. And while I'm doing all this stuff, yes, leaving in the everything is just falling apart. Everything. Because God is like, I never asked you to give them back their belongings. I never even asked you to talk to them again. What I asked you to do is serve me. However they feel about their belongings or whatever, or however they feel about whatever's going on with them, let them bury that. Let them deal with that. That's not your problem anymore. You know, and sometimes as humans, we think with our, you know, our brain, with our human mind, it think like, you know, following Christ means I got to, I got to, um, like basically close any loose ends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. God is not into trying to figure out everybody's relationships and all that. The most important relationship to Christ is your relationship with him. So I hope that that makes sense. Go ahead, Esther, then Tia, then Mama Lorraine. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, so speaking of, like, friends and, like, um, looking back, um, recently my friend had came from California, and she was asking me to go to a party with her. And for years, like, I never go because I just, I don't really like to be in loud music. And um, I will always tell her, like, oh, I don't, I don't know how to dance. So I don't like to go. Hmm. You know, and then recently, today, yesterday, God was like, stop telling her that. Like, just tell her something like include me in the in the um equation because like you telling your friend you don't like to dance she's gonna keep asking you so i said that i said what are the people gonna be doing at this party and she was like partying i said they're gonna be drinking they're gonna be smoking and i'm like what am i celebrating like why would i be celebrating amongst this kind of people and she was telling me she said oh you're always at a baby shower I said because we're celebrating new life that god just gave somebody yeah. where it's like you want me to go to a party where they're smoking, they're drinking. I don't do any of those things. I don't know how to dance. What am I doing there that God can use me for? Mm. I can't even have a conversation with anybody because you can't hear each other. So I'm <laughs> like, what, what am I going to do there? If God comes knocking on my door tomorrow, I'll be like, Esther, what did you do yesterday? And I'm like, oh, I was at a party till two in the morning and I was watching people gyrate and smoke and, and, and drink. But what did you do? Oh, I was there too. Okay, so you're just guilty because what yeah. are you doing there? What can yeah. you do amongst those kind of people? So I'm just asking her and she's just looking at my yeah, exactly. And she said, Oh, you never said that. I said, you know what, you're right. And this is why God told me to tell you. Because I never say it and I always make it seem like it's my decision. Where it's like God makes me feel uncomfortable around that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's not just me. Because if I was comfortable, I probably would just do it. Because I'm a very social person and I like to talk. And so like if it wasn't, if it was for my own will, I probably go go there and still do it. But I'm like, God has always made me feel so uncomfortable to party. It's like, he, it was a blessing. He didn't even give me the dancing skills. I cannot dance to save my life. So it's like, I have no reason to be there. Yeah. At all. Praise God. Thank you for sharing. Amen. Yeah. That was really good. Um, I kind of wanted to go back to the, the scripture that uh, Demond uh, shared about um the disciples leaving from their father and because I was studying that passage a while back and I think the young lady Sandra I believe she asked like what it you know what it means and so to, I wanted to bring this a little bit more context too because um my husband and I we were talking about that passage and we were just basically I was basically asking him like hey like you know if um 
if God just like, you know, had like told you to just get up and leave and like move and go somewhere, like, would you do it? You know? And we we're talking about like very in depth. And so as I was studying that passage, um, the disciples that wanted to go back and to be with his father or to bury, bury his father, one of the things that I learned from that passage is that it um because for so long I thought that the person like his father had died and he wanted to go back and bury him. But when I was reading, what God was showing me was that like his father hadn't yet died. His father was sick and was on his way to um was most likely going to die, but he wanted to go back and take care of his father until mm -hmm. his father died. And then he wanted to bury him. And so what God was showing me in that passage is that like he was saying like let the let the dead bury the dead, meaning that like he's about to die. So therefore, just he's like, there's no reason to go back and like prolong you from following me. And mm -hmm. I think so many times we do that where it's like, yes, Jesus, you know, I want to follow you, but let me go back and handle this, this, this situation or this process until it's over. And then I'll come and follow you. And Jesus is like, no, because it's only going to prolong you from obeying me. So when you're trying to go back and you're trying to settle a situation or bring closure to a closure to a situation that he's not even told you to go back to. It's like, you could be prolonging the process and what Jesus is trying to do in your life. Because for so long, I'm like, okay, what well, he got to bury his father. Like it ain't going to take that long, like a day. Okay. Like, you know, and so when I'm reading in context about it, his father was sick and he wanted to go back and be with him until he passed away. And Jesus is like, no, he's going to die anyway. So therefore, let him bury, like, the, let the dead bury themselves. And so I wanted to bring context to that. And it's funny that you guys are talking about this, um, because we were just talking about this on, in Bible study on Monday, more so like from a persecution perspective, but still, like, they're going to just, like, when God has called us to do something, like, you're going to have to go through the the journey of God, like, stri like stripping off things and people so that you can follow him. And one of um I think it's in Matthew chapter chapter 11 or 12, but one of the things I admire about Jesus is, uh, in, I think it's Matthew 11 or 12, I'm not sure, but he talks about how uh, his disciples came to him, and they were like, Jesus, like your your uh, your mother and your brother uh, came to, to speak with you, and he looked at his disciples, or he looked at them, and he said, this is my this is my brother, this is my sister, this is my mother, those who do the will of my father are my brothers, my sisters, and my brothers, right, mm -hmm. so even Jesus, like, he, when we're talking about family, friends, and people, like, even Jesus only deemed those who were in the will of his father, doing his father's will as his family, does it say to like physically go and like say, I can't have to do with my family at all? No. But what it says is that if they are going against the will of your father, what he's called for you to do, they're not your family. Like seriously speaking, yeah. like your only family are those who are in Christ and doing the will of our father. So you may have to separate yourself from them if it's going against what God has called you to do. And so, yeah, I just wanted, yeah, that's, that's all. Cause I thought that was so good and God is, I'm going through another phase of my life where God is like, you know, like beginning to show me that even within myself, I've tried to keep certain friendships and I've tried to be like, kind of find this common ground between them. And God is like, listen, I don't, I don't operate in, in darkness. Therefore, like when I called you to do a thing, I called you to, to expose all of it because I am light. So if you're still connected to people where you're trying to have one foot in, one foot out, it's like at some point God is going to shatter that. Why? Because the people that, that you're connected to are probably still in darkness and they're not trying to live fully surrendered to Christ. So therefore he's going to shatter that because he's not yeah. darkness. He's only light. 
So I'm going through that now, and I just wanted to kind of release that to anybody else who may be uh, experiencing the same thing. Yes. And I, I love that you said to you that, you know, we don't have to, you know, cut off the family. We we, we just still have to follow Christ, though. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. You, like, you have to do both. And nobody will believe you if you continue to live like them and say you're following Christ. Yeah. Nobody will believe you. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you have to, you know, just find that place in yourself, within, within yourself, where you're saying, you know what? I am going to show you the love of Christ, but I have to still, you know, do do what God has called me to do. It's just it just is what it is, you know. But go ahead, Mama Lorraine. Yes, praise God. I'm just connecting with, with what um Tia just said. You know, putting this scripture, you know, you know, in context. Um, Jesus wants us to know that we have to put Him before everything and everyone. And you know, if we study like the Jewish time, like when Jesus walked the earth, you know, they 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 had this tradition that they like respect their parents. You know, and I see say like the father is about to die. So out of respect, love, you know, he had to go back, you know, go back to set things right. And Jesus wanted him to know, like, you know, put me, put serving me, put spreading the gospel before even that, mm-hmm. you know. I used to wonder, like, I used to say Jesus was so harsh. Like, when I used to read it, like, you know, the, when I just gave my heart to the Lord. But Jesus to say, let the dead bury their dead. But then when we understand the, the scripture, like it doesn't matter. We have to put Christ before every single thing and everyone. And I just thank God, for, you know, I thank God for this word today. And the point even, you know, that the Lord is pulling away people like from us, people who would just, just, just want to be, just think there's a fence. I want to be on a fence, but we know there's no fence. It's either on the Lord's side or on Satan's side, but we, we have to separate the, the, the time has come when the Lord is going to separate us who, do, who just want to stay like in the world, like the things of the world and just separate us from, you know, from those people. The time is now. Amen. 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 Um, thank you guys for sharing that. Um, it just, and even just hearing you guys talk, just even giving courtesy to people, you know, before, um, um, God has, has led you or before you do something that he has told you to do. And, you know, just, just, just really just praying and asking God to just help us, you know, you know, be delivered from like, even people like even caring about sometimes what people think before what we act in um, obedience to Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so next year. So this is just just sharing um, the Great Commission. So, you know, because, you know, as we read the scripture, as we read before, like he, he, um, his purpose and everything and his will is before everything. So we just want to read, just want to um, remind everyone about the Great Commission. So Matthew 28, 18 to 20 says, and Jesus came and spoke to them, his disciples, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, and I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. Um, we're going to go through just another um, form of looking back. Um, Philippians 3, 13, 3, 13 to 14. Brethren, 
I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, one thing that I do, and I'm sharing with you, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead. I press, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So the goal is always perfection, but even Paul didn't reach that place. Him being where he is and where he wanted to be, he says, I haven't yet reached that place. But one thing I do, and I appreciate this because sometimes all we can do is just to share our strategies and our revelations and pray that others seek God about it. And this is what Paul is doing here. Mm-hmm. He, he said, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. And this is a powerful scripture and says a lot to me personally, because many times we just need someone to point us in the right direction. The, the importance, the importance of forgetting all that is behind us. And um, we're going to read up, go up to read, um, you know, seven to 11 to get more um, context in Philippians. Bend the switch out. All right, I'm going to read 7 to 11. Okay, you want to read this one? 7 to 11. Okay, Philippians um, chapter 3, verse 7 to 11. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellent for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is a form, which is the form of the law, but, but that which is, is through faith in Christ, the righteousness, which is from God by faith that I may know him in the power and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death if by any means i may attain to the resurrection from the dead amen, amen. so paul's basically speaking about like everything that he has um that he gained before christ he he counted everything as a loss for him and rubbish yeah as, and rubbish, rubbish and rubbish so just that as to translate to everything all the things that we have gained uh all the things that we have learned um you know the bad habits bad behaviors um the sinful nature all those things everything we count as loss even sometimes we have unhealthy drives and ungodly drives where we just put everything before god like we wake up like you know always speak about like some people have the mindset like you know, like I gotta get 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 up and I change this, chase this. You know, money. I gotta don't you know like those kind of things. Paul is speaking about speaking about all that he has gained in the past. Mm-hmm. He counts it as loss for Christ. Mm-hmm. Basically, knowing that I whatever I know now, I rather this than what I had before. Mm-hmm. I rather freedom than chains. I rather love than hate. I rather mm-hmm. true peace than the anxiety, depression, like, et cetera. Mm-hmm. He gave it all up 
for this life that he's living now. And, you know, isn't that, doesn't that sum like us up? Yeah. Like, can we relate to Paul? Like looking at the things you used to do, things you used to be involved with, um, things involved in being lost on the road to destruction. Mm-hmm. Do you count it as loss because you have Christ now? And, you know, just to give, you know, some context, there's an Acts. Um, I'm not going to talk a lot about it because Bria is going to talk about it later. But just to know, like, you know, those maybe that don't know fully about um, like Paul and like, um, you know, the stature of the person that he was before. And he wasn't just like anybody. Yeah. You know, I have it on the next a few slides later. Oh, yes. but you can talk about who he was. If yeah. You, yeah. No, I'm just going to just read um this this verse right here. Okay. Um but just for someone to, you know, we speak about like Pharisees and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to read right here to 5. Okay. Um All right, I'll read it. My manner my manner of life from my youth which was spent from the beginning among my own nation at Jerusalem, all the Jews know. All they know. All, all of them know. They knew me from the first, if they were willing to testify that according, that according to the strictest, the strictest sect of our religion, I lived as a Pharisee. And he's he's basically saying like he counted everything before law. So like he wasn't just someone before that. Like he he was someone that was strong in the law. Mm-hmm. But he still see himself as being lost before that he was lost, mm-hmm. and he count he's calling Christ the game. Yes, you know, yes. and no, I I just you know praise God for that. Just you know, for somebody is it, is a uh, for someone it's good to know like he had highs. You know, as we watch like we're now we watch um the the Bible stories or whatever, and <laughs> the one that we was watching lately like. Paul is just like it's just so like radical on there like everyone is like fearful and he just don't care and it just makes so much sense because that's who he was before like when he when he was killing and persecuting them like he was just he just didn't care mm-hmm. um and it was just it's so beautiful to see but um back to um Philippians three thirteen to 14 not only is he saying forget about what's behind you, but it's important to mention that he's reaching forward to what's ahead. Yeah. And yes. it's part action, you know, removing and replacing. Yes. When that um <laughs> whenever you remove an ungodly thing, it is good to replace it with a holy and godly thing. True. Whether if it's like music, fellowship, you know, behaviors, um, whatever it is. Um, and I feel like that's important because a lot of time, like we are unlearning things. And when we unlearn, we also have to learn. Like yes. learn, learning yes. is unlearning, obviously. But it's like as we learn and, and God heard this stuff out of us, like um, we we have to continue continue learning to see the, the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, when we unlearn the wrong way, we learn the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's so um, important. Sister Lorraine, you can go. Yes, that's so important what you said, Damage. You know, when you like unlearn things or when you let go of things that you know that are not Christ-like, you have to replace it. Um, so so what I have learned over time is that 
we have to get in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, acknowledge the presence of Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit gonna fill us, like fill us up, like replace everything, that space that we let go of, because the enemy gonna come back. And if he find it, if he find it um, clean, you know, and empty, he's gonna go and get seven more wicked, wicked like him wicked more wicked than himself and come and and inhabit that person and that person gonna be worse than how they were first so so holy spirit has to be working in us you know to help us to bear fruit you know fruit of the, the, the spirit we, we have to acknowledge that it is only by holy spirit so when we let go of things we have to say, holy spirit help me teach me you know guide me you know and the holy spirit gonna do all of that so that we're gonna we're gonna love the things of Christ. We're just gonna want to grab onto the things of Christ. We cannot do it without Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen. So Praise as, God. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, but as you know, I just want to share this at 15. Like as he's you know pressing pressing towards the goal, and you know, um, we just slowly just go through it. Um, Paul said, brother, I have not counted myself to apprehend you. Like he's not perfect, right? And he's saying that, but one thing he do is forgetting things which are behind and and reaching forward to things which are ahead. So as we stop looking back, um, get in the habit of reaching forward to the things, moving closer to the things which God is telling us to do, mm-hmm. um, because obviously he's going to stop telling us to do certain things, um, but also just gravitating to the things which he's calling us to be close with. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50 says... Um, I just want to say Jamila's point was so true. Like yeah. if we don't fill ourselves with new habits, it's easy to fall back. That's yes. the truth. Because yes. like we'll realize, okay, like, all right, you know, lying is probably wrong. And, you know, this is probably wrong. Watching porn is wrong and doing this is wrong. And then, you know, you'll stop doing everything. Right. Yeah. And then the enemy will now make you think you live a boring life. Mm-hmm. But at this point, you can't do nothing because that's what happened to me when God took everything away from yeah. me. I was like, so what now? Because the thing is, now you done cut off everything because you realize this thing don't serve me. If, if, if anybody's in the world, you can clearly see like, okay, watching porn clearly ain't it. Going to the club every night clearly ain't it. Sleeping with different people clearly ain't it. Like anybody with common sense, you don't gotta be in God to know that, right? Like it's just too much, right? It's, it's It don't fill you. It doesn't. Like anybody... You could, that's why you got to keep doing it because it just don't fill you up at all. It's like how we read earlier, you pour, you're pouring your money into a bag with literal holes in it because those things don't fill yes. up. The problem is though, if we do not now ask God, what is your plan and your purpose for me? Allow Holy Spirit to come in me so now I can live out the will of God. Mm-hmm. We'll revert back to those things because now it's like, okay, now I have nothing to do. I'm bored. Yes. I'm lonely. I'm depressed. I'm confused. Um, the the enemy now makes you feel like you done lost everything. Mm-hmm. But if you don't pick up something, you will feel empty-handed because yeah. you are empty-handed. Yeah. You are empty-handed. It's an empty vessel, and every vessel has to be filled with something. I learned recently that um, demons don't even have authority to be on the earth without being in a vessel. They have to be in something. They don't just be, like, roaming just like that. Like, they be in vessels. They be in people. You know what I mean? They they get in peoples. They get, they get in... um. What's the name? They get in animals. They need a body. They need a body. This is why we know this, but this is true because Jesus, when he casted out the demons, he didn't say, I'm sending you back to the pits of hell. He put them in animals because they asked him, don't send us, 
don't send us where we um in pigs. Yes, he mm -hmm. he said they said don't send us um away to the to the lake of fire yet. I'm 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 not quoting scripture by scripture, but you get what I'm saying. Don't send us to the lake of fire yet. Basically, it's not our time yet. That's basically mm -hmm. what the demons were saying to Jesus. Yeah. So he put them. No, that's not why you don't eat pork. All right, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I used to think the, the, so. Though. I used to think that, Sandra. I used to think no, so. No, that's so. That's what <laughs> no. That's what people be teaching, though. That's that's yeah. not true. Um, the reason why people, you know, people do not eat pork is because of what it says in Leviticus, not because of Jesus casting the demons into the pig. They were just the animal that were around at the time, I believe, and yes. Jesus cast them in there. But it says that those demons, th those pigs actually drowned. So that means that um, they the, ran into the, the yeah, the, the the pigs ran into the um the the water and actually drowned. So the demons didn't even I don't think they stayed in the pigs. They found no. They stayed, they found something else. The pigs were yes. dead. You can't use the pig anymore. Um, so that's not why. That's not true. But I'm glad you asked that question because yeah. you need to know that. Um, but the point of me saying that is because um, you know, as humans, we are vessels also. Our body, that this is a vessel. Everything that we have, like this is a this is a temple, this is a vessel. If we don't mm -hmm. fill it up with Holy Spirit, it will be occupied by something else. So, you know, as we continue to so, you know, while we look back and see that God has brought us, taken us away from things and, and moved us on from things, we can't stay in that, okay, God took this away from me and not move on to the Great Commission. Once we lose those things, now there is new things that we have to do. We pick up a new life, a new covenant, a new walk, a new talk, a new everything, a new desire. And, and we also saw that... Um, um, Paul, I like that Demage mentioned, Paul was like very radical, um, very extreme. He wasn't afraid of nothing when he was a Pharisee. When he wanted to become a, a follower of Christ, he was the exact same way. So I just wanted to mention that because some of us, like myself, like Demage, were a certain way before we got saved. God doesn't change like your innate nature, like who you are. Like if you were crazy before Christ, you're just yeah. gonna be crazy in Christ. If you were timid before Christ, you're just gonna be a cool, like you know, my sister, I think you should get saved. That's all you're gonna be. But you go, you gonna have that attitude, like you're gonna come with the same attitude. You just go be for Christ now, you know, and you gonna replace it. If you like to listen to music, God is not gonna take music from you. The thing about it is a lot of the things that we did in the world, like party, have a good time, listen to music, eat good food. Those are things God wanted us to do. Like, that's why we observe feast because mm -hmm. that is a, that's like a, a festival. That's what is it? That's what it is. You know, the enemy takes the things of God and tries to change them and make them negative, you know? So yeah. we don't, we don't have to look at our new life in Christ as boring. There are fun and great things that we can do in Christ, but we yeah. have understand that the most important thing is the goal the goal is the great commission and that's to tell people about the goodness of jesus of him dying on the cross for us and raising again um so that we can have salvation amen i just wanted you know for everyone to know this is the scripture it's matthew 8 um starts at 30th to go to go down um but it says um now a good way off them that who, who are uh them no a good way off from them there were uh, a herd of many swine feeding so the demons begged him saying if you cast us out permit us to go to go away in the herd of the swine and and he said jesus said to them go so they 
so they had come out, come out of the, um, yeah, they had come out and they went into the herd of swine and suddenly, and suddenly the whole herd of swine being demon possessed ran violently down, down the steep place into the sea and perished in the water and mm-hmm. they died in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's the scripture. So no, Sandra, like the, the, the demons are not in, in, in pigs. Like mm-hmm. God doesn't want people to eat pork for a completely different reason. It has nothing to do with demons being a pig, though. Like they, they actually die. But that's a good question because people used to tell me that, like, oh, mm-hmm. demons aren't in pigs. That's why you can't eat them. I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't believe them though. Um, I didn't need the scripture. I just didn't believe them. But the scripture actually doesn't say that. Yeah. But I just wanted to, as 15, staying um on the same topic of pressing towards the goal. Um, Paul says, therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. Mm. So like all of us, as we just read, to, you know, um, forgetting about the things which are behind us and pressing forward, let us all who are mature have this mind. Mm-hmm. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already abstained, let us walk by the same rule and let us be of the same mind. Um, so, so yeah, so now um, we're gonna, gonna go, Connor Ellis lost, I've read that already. Bree is gonna go through. All right, so now I'm just gonna talk about a few consequences of improperly looking back. Um, so example one, Looking back and missing bondage can cause you to stay in the same season. Um, I'm going to read that one more time. Looking back and missing your bondage can cause you to stay in the same season that you're in, that you're complaining about. It could cause you to stay right there. Here's typical evidence. The children of Israel looked back at slavery and said, at least we were being fed there. Meanwhile, God was providing provision even in their new season. This caused caused the children of Israel to stay in the wilderness for longer than God had intended intended for them to be there. Here's the the scripture. Exodus chapter 16, verse two. Then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, oh, oh, that we had we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of, of Egypt when when we sat by the pots of meat and we <laughs> bread to, to the full for we for you brought us out into the wilderness to kill to kill this whole assembly with hunger. So, so the children of Israel um, basically believed that God had forgotten about them because they were still in Egypt and then and then um, he brought them out. He sent Moses to deliver them out of Egypt. They get out of Egypt. They so happy. They believe in God. As soon as they get to the wilderness, they don't see no food. Yeah. So now they are upset. And some of us do that. Like we, we beg God to get out of a specific season and then we get out of it. And now we're complaining about being uh, being there talking about when I, well, when I was in this and I'll give you an example, for, you know, like, you know, people who are in, maybe even in toxic relationships, but they had a person who, you know, gave them a lot of money, think to themselves like, oh man, God, you took me out of that relationship, but he always gave me money or I always like, you know, you, yeah, you yeah. try to find a way to justify um, being in your bondage. And the crazy thing is you're, you're literally in a situation that God 
actually brought you out of that you begged him to free you from and the and the problem the consequence for that is if you complain while you're in the the new season it will delay you from getting into the next season um so we have to be careful of that and the supporting yes. feature of this is ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 10 which says do not say why were old days better than these for it is not wise to ask such questions and, you know, I know we do these Bible lessons every week, but I really, really hope that Holy Spirit convicts each and every one of us while we're doing these lessons, because it may seem like, you know, just, you know, just regular food that we get in. But yeah. this is this is something all of us have to work on, not looking back and saying, oh, man, I did used to have this or I did used to have that. We have to be better in that area because it really can delay us from, you know, going into the next thing. Yes, true. Um, example number two, um, looking back out of disobedience can cost you your life. The biblical evidence of this is Lot's wife who looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. Um, you know, some of us, you know, you look at the scripture and be like, oh man, I couldn't look in the old, I couldn't be in the old testament because you know, God was like pouring his wrath out then. Like he's still doing that till this day. I just want to share that with somebody. You can really cost your own life by stepping back into a situation or into yes. a, 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 um, a lifestyle or something that can really cost you. That can be a consequence of your entire life for improperly looking back at a situation or stepping back into a situation that God has not ordained you to be in. Um, there are some things God has delivered us from that he never wants us to look back on. Never. Mm -hmm. How do we know this? The, the scripture is right here. There are certain things that he says, do not, he forbids us to look back because he knows that looking back at that thing can kill you. Mm -hmm. So we should take that literally, literally. And I know that to be true because my own, per, I can give my own personal testimony. Um, when I was living in a situation, um, the Lord gave a word to someone. When I was living in the world, the Lord gave, I was lukewarm. I was like, I, I want to be saved, but like, I'm still doing me like I'm still sleeping around whatever um somebody called me a, a spiritual mentor of mine and she said Bria the devil wants to embarrass you and I'm like what you talking about embarrassed and one thing about me I don't like to be embarrassed that's why I always put my business out there so nobody could call me out I'd rather just tell you um, and she said the devil wants to embarrass you she said um the enemy has a plan literally set up to literally destroy your entire life and she told me the plan and this sounds spot on it sounds spot on. And she said, if you go back to that situation, the enemy will kill you in that situation. And if you think it's a joke, I didn't think, I didn't think it was a joke. Um, I might've, you know, tried to, you know, try to figure out how I could get back in it. But the Lord was like, it's something about that word cost you your life. That just made me be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not doing it. Because the thing about it is all the enemy needs you to do is just stick your foot back in one more time. Just one more time. And that'll be the one time that will, that will stop, that will, that will literally change your entire life. You know, mm. so we have to just be so careful that God does these things of telling us not to look back at certain, certain situations for our protection. Yes. He's sparing us from what he knows the enemy wants to do in our lives. Some people do not get a chance again when they look back. Mm, true. God has been so gracious and merciful to each and every one of us that some of us have been able to look back at situations or go back to situations and still come out alive. Other people cannot say the same. 
They've gotten on planes and gone places that God may have told them not to go and never came back to the United States. This mm. is real life I'm talking about. Yes. That we have to take these things seriously. Um, the next thing is example three, looking back and falling to regression. Regression is a return to a former or less developed state. Um, the scripture that I'm using to support that is as a dog returns to its vomit, so fools return, repeat their folly. Mm. That's Proverbs mm -hmm. chapter 26, verse 11. Um, this scripture sounds very gross as it should, um, because, you know, improperly regressing to things that God doesn't want us to do is literally like us eating our own throw up. Mm. nobody would do that like no sane human would really do that but the truth of the matter is every time we regress back to something god has no, told has delivered us from we're literally eating our vomit every time mm -hmm. and and that is improperly looking back when you look back and regress you look back and do the thing that god has brought you from that is eating your own throw up every time um, this form of looking back prevents deliverance. Yes. Yes. The reason why it was important Match. that God gave the, you know, told me to mention that it prevents deliverance is because some of us will get on prayer nights and, you know, have people pray over us and, you know, do all these things and, you know, feel like the Holy Spirit come over us and we feel delivered and we go back to doing that thing. And then we feel like nothing happened. It's because you pick that thing back up. Yeah. If you mm -hmm. look back and you pick it back up, then you will not be delivered from that thing. Because two things can't live in the same place. Like holiness and unholiness can't live in the same place. Exactly. So you you gotta not pick it back up. Like you can't pick it back up. Yeah. That's so so good. And what you just said, I don't I just heard um this like a few months ago, but uh I was listening to this guy and like what people don't well we I'm gonna say we because I've done this before too. Um, is that what we don't realize is like when we go back to an old thing that God has caught us out of or even like deliver us, what we don't realize is that when you do that, you are uh, renewing the covenant. <laughs> You're yeah. renewing the covenant. Because when, when, when we, when God calls us, especially a sin, right, we have to understand spiritually that that is a legal right that the enemy has yes. over our life. So when you have a legal right, when the enemy has a legal right, you we cannot determine how much he attack us or what he does. Uh -huh. But when you break that thing, so when, like when you're talking about, so when you're showing up to prayer nights and deliverance and people trying to cast this thing out, but nothing is changing, maybe you manifest something, but then it's like you're not delivered because you go right back to the thing. So you're renewing the covenant every single uh -huh. time. Yeah. That's why there's no change and no shift because like you didn't, re you probably didn't repent before the deliverance even started. And mm -hmm. Then you renew the covenant. So this covenant is coming back and being renewed. The contract is going longer and longer. Mm. It's a co it's a covenant. Yes. That's true. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Food for thought. Like, don't pick up your vomit again. Don't pick okay. it up. And and we think of vomit, you know, oftentimes we think most people apply this scripture to relationships. And when you pick back up disobedience, when you pick back up rebellion, which is mm -hmm. the Bible says rebellion is as to witchcraft. We oftentimes think about um, witchcraft as like somebody doing sage and zodiac time, but rebelling against what God has told you to do is witchcraft. That's what the Bible yes. says. If you choose to pick up your rebellion against God or your disobedience or oh. these different things, that right there is returning to your own vomit to God. 
mm-hmm. all those things. But we oftentimes, as you know, we get closer to Christ, like we get big in our world. We're not, I'm not cursing no more. I'm good. I'm not having sex no more. I'm good. We all got things we need to be delivered from. Truth yeah. be told, it's not just about the porn anymore. Anybody who gets close to Christ, like you start getting stripping of those things like the 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 cursing and the porn and the and the disrespect and all those things but like when god tell you to call that person and tell them what the lord has said did you listen though yeah see i'm talking to myself now i gotta put myself out there did you listen because if you don't do that that's still returning to your own vomit again that's still (laughs) constantly being caught up with disobedience is returning to your own vomit again you know what i mean and we got our own everybody got their own vomit we're not eating off the same plate yeah Mm, we're not getting off the same plate everybody gotta vomit and we gotta know that we can't return to it it. once you spit something back up it's not meant to be in your body that's why god is so intentional to say to to give this parable i mean um give solomon the parable about vomit because vomit is like when you spitting it out no that means it's something that's not supposed to be in you it's supposed to be out. You do not pick it back up and, and eat it. So don't pick up, renew any covenants. Um, example number four, looking back for a pity party or to be the victim. Mm. This is the worst way to look back. And this is not just a pity party for yourself. It's also to have somebody um, pity pity party um, for you. Um, the scripture that I have you know, for, for reference for this one is John chapter five verses three to nine and these days and these lay a great multitude of sick people blind um lame paralyzed waiting for the moving of the water for an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 30 38 years when he when Jesus saw him lying there and and knew that he already had in in the in that condition had been in that condition for a long time he said to him do not do you not want to be made well this is what Jesus said to the to the lame man do you not want to be made well the sick man answered him sir I have no man to put me into the pool Mm -hmm. and when the water is stirred up so now he's looking back every time this water gets stirred up every single time um but while I while I am coming another steps down before me Jesus said to him rise take up your bed and walk and immediately that man was made well took up his bed and walked immediately so sometimes we've been living in our hurt, our sickness, our this, our that for such a long time, not calling on the name of Jesus, but looking at everybody else getting somebody delivered and saying, yeah, so why nobody helped me? How come everybody else getting saved? Yeah. Every time I look back, it's somebody else and not me. Somebody else getting healed. Somebody else getting delivered. Somebody else getting this. But you haven't done the one thing God has told you to do, which is get up and walk which is ask for your healing, which is, which is 
ask for anointing on yourself whatever it is that one thing you you still looking back asking god how come everybody else is blessed and i'm not how come everybody else got their healing and i didn't how come everybody else getting married and i'm not married how come everybody else having a child and i'm not having a child everybody else getting that job and i still don't got one we asking god every other question but doing what he has asked us to do in this season looking for a pity party and that's the wrong way to look back. We should not look back and ask God about everybody else and why they getting what they getting. Amen. But literally, sure. Jesus is saying, you, your healing been here. Your husband been here. Your job been here. Your breakthrough been here. All of that been here. You, you was focusing on everybody else while you was looking back. And that's the reason why you don't got it. Because mm-hmm. it literally been right in front of you this whole time. And that's, that's what he was saying, like looking back and focusing on other people and why they have something or why they're being blessed and you're not is never going to propel you forward. The only thing that can do that is being obedient to what God has said and, 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 and not allowing yourself to become the victim in your situation. None yeah. of us are victims when we are in Christ Jesus. We are all victorious in Christ Jesus. Every yeah. single one of us, anybody who accepts Amen. is not the victim. Jesus himself was on the cross being crucified for something he did not do. And he still wasn't even a victim. Amen. He didn't even consider himself a victim. He could have been out there like, why are none of my friends at the cross with me? <laughs> so many other people. It was like another guy that was literally <laughs> stealing, stealing yes. and a murderer. And he didn't get crucified. But I did look at that. Like Jesus himself didn't even do that. And we have no business doing that either, looking back at somebody else and wondering why they got theirs. And I was just right there. If Jesus would have been on that cross whining, he wouldn't have got about that grace. Because he would have been so unfocused, like he might have started taking the goal, um, the the um, what's that thing to make the, make the pain better, crying. He would have missed it. Maybe came off the, the the cross. Even some of us get off the cross because it's so the 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 pain is so bad. We want to get off the cross prematurely. When we say when we when we be professing that we crucify with Christ, and then as soon as some type of hurt come, we ready to hop off the cross. And that's not what God wants us to do. Like he wants us to pick up our bed, pick up your bed and walk and walk in him. Even if walking means that it's it's, it's hard sometimes or, you know, it's not going to be perfect the next day. But at least I'm not in the situation I was yesterday, though. At least I'm not still laying on that floor begging. At least I'm not still looking back on what what somebody else is doing. At least I'm, you know, taking a step forward. And that that's what Christ wants us to do. And the last example, which I forgot to put up here, is about improperly looking back. Is improperly looking back to persecute, um, to, I'm sorry, to condemn yourself or to condemn others. Mm-hmm. That's an improper way to look back. Um, we shouldn't look back and say, um, I was such a filthy person or I was such a bad person while we in Christ, we shouldn't do that because sometimes the enemy will do that to you. He, he does that to me a lot. Like yeah, self-condemnation. We, we shouldn't look back at ourselves and be like, Oh, I remember when I used to be a bad person or I used to do this and do, do that or whatever. We should never do that to ourselves. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ. And also we shouldn't do that to other people. If somebody has decided today that they are now a new creature in Christ, we are not to bring up yesterday. Yeah. 
they are a new creature in Christ. Yes, we can tell them repent and, you know, you, you know, um, you know, you can do better and stuff like that, like help them along their journey. But what we not supposed to do is be like, oh, you say you in Christ, but just last year you were sleeping with these bunch of people and you was doing this, that, that the Bible says that love keeps no record of wrongdoings. That is improperly looking back. We should not look back and, and cast people down. That is improper. If somebody makes a decision to move forward in Christ, we have to believe them. I see so many people like um, Black China and what's the other girl? Alexis Sky. You know, so many people are like, y'all are so full thinking these people are really serving Christ. And how could you believe them? And they're, look at them. They still wearing this. Like, who are you? Who are you? If they, if she's deciding to serve Christ, that's her business. I can't look back at her past and put her down and all that because I was just as bad as them. It might, I might not have been doing what they were doing, but guess what? To, to God, all of them were the same. We have no place to look at anybody and put them down while we looking back in their lives. Because if we look back deep enough in ours, we was a mess myself included like all of that. so we have to be careful of the way looking back amen amen so now that we talked about all the wrong ways to yeah. do it because i know y'all probably like hang i'll never look back again <laughs> <laughs> never look back again there are correct ways to look back so we're going to give you three ways to look back the first way um, the Marge is going to speak to. Yeah. So um, to just remind yourself of where God has brought you from and remember your posture. Um, so I just want to share, you know, many of us know about uh, when Jesus multiplied, was it five, the, the, the fish and the bread, right? For the mm -hmm. disciples, mm -hmm. um, the sermon um, and how he, he gave it to disciples and it multiplied as it was given out to the, uh, it says 5,000 men scripture says 5,000 men, but it was women and children there. So it was more than 5,000 people there. After it's finished, I'm going to read this, read the scripture after it was finished. Um, and it's Mark 6 to 43, 43 to 44. And they took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fish. Now those who had eaten in the, eaten the loaves were about 5,000 men. And um, just to give context, right after this, that's when Jesus separated from the disciples and the disciples went on a boat and Jesus left them. And then while they were on the boat, that's when the storm came. So just to backtrack a little bit, after when Jesus multiplied the fish and the loaves, he told them to, to collect the fragments. And it was 12 baskets of leftovers. And the disciples got on the, um, the boat with the leftovers. They gathered everything and they got on the boat and then they left on the boat. And then the storm came. And then that's when they started to be, they started to be fearful, mm -hmm. right? And always, I've just, I've always saw this scripture and just every time I read it, it's in Matthew also, a different perspective. Um, um, Matthew, Mark, I think it's John also. Um, but like how easily we can forget, right? Mm -hmm. Because right after he just did that miracle, um, they were also on a boat and a storm came. He just said, like, how like, and that's when he called Peter out on the um out on the water and said, like, 
you know, you guys have like no faith, like you lack, lack faith, like, oh, you have little faith. And I was just thinking about like easily just one, you know, I thought to myself, like if I was on that boat, I could just look, right? Just look like while the storm is going crazy, I could just look at the basket Mm -hmm. and, you know, be encouraged that, you know, like he just did that. Yeah. I I was just a part of this thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, surely, you know, he will come through for this actual thing that I'm going through now. And it it just encouraged me. And I hope they, you know, encourage everyone that I've always looked at that as a pro to look back only when you're looking back at the things that God has done for your life. Because a lot of times, some sometimes when something come up, we will forget all about the thing that's going on right now is so loud that that it's hard um to be reminded of the things that he's done in the past. Mm-hmm. And when we turn back and we'll look at all those things and um we'll be like like very encouraged currently, mm-hmm. like in our current state. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I just thank God. I thank God for that. Amen. And that, that's such a powerful point, Devon. Every time you mention it, I'm like, this is so good. Like they were on the boat with the same fragment fragments, just seeing him multiply the fish and the little got on the boat with it. It's still on the boat with them. They can see it. And now it's gone and they don't believe anymore. Like it's it's so crazy. And and that wasn't days later, it's the same day. Yeah. Like, like maybe yeah. hours later, like yeah. there was during the day he did this one, the healing and the and the multiplying of the fish and the and the bread. And literally hours later, they're on the boat. And I never knew until I met Damage that the that the baskets were on the boat with them. I always thought, all right, that happened early in the day. And then now at night, they don't have faith. But imagine not having faith and being on the boat with it. And I had to think about that one day. I was in my house, not believing God for something in this house, not believing God for something in the house that I had to believe God for. Now let that, let that sink in. I'm in the house that I asked God for not believing God for something in the house that I had to believe God for. Mm. It's no sense. Like I had to sit back and check myself. Like I'm sitting in my blessing like I'm looking around. This is what the disciples were doing. They had the, the baskets on the boat with them, looking at it and not believing that God could deliver them out the storm. I'm sitting in my house that I couldn't afford, that I was behind in my rent for, that literally I didn't have a job when I was looking for it. Sitting in this house, not believing God for something else. That don't even make sense. Like, if you really think about it, it doesn't make sense. And we have to make sense of it. When we look back, we have to look back and be like, oh, yeah, this is the same God. All right. So now it just it just changed the whole perspective. Now he, he's going to come through because, look, it's the same God. Like, it's not the God didn't change. The problem changed. That's all that happened. Go ahead, Mom Lorraine. Yes, I just wanted to say, you know, concerning this scripture, um, I just want to say like Demaj, Demaj, this scripture really touches Demaj. I mean, like about 12, from 12 or 13 years ago, Demaj got a revelation of this scripture and he always, he always go to the scripture 
like remembering the fragment that that was the point of damage like the the the, the rema word for the scripture remember the, the basket that you brought over on the boat i, I just want to i just want to say that like this scripture is damage yes this damage praise be to god and this in this part of damage don't forget what the Lord has done just because of that scripture. Know that the Lord will do it because he have done it before. Look at the small fragment. So I just want, I just want to commend Demaj, you know, for making this scripture a part of his life. Yes, Praise yes, God. yes. Praise God. Go ahead, Tia. Amen. That's so, so, so good. Um, and I just wanted to add, I, I believe it's Hebrew 12 and 1. I think it talks about, uh, the scripture says to lay away every side or every hindrance away, yes. um, mm -hmm. to look for like the endurance. Um, that was a scripture like God gave me like at the top of the year, almost two years ago. Um, and he was telling me that because I think of what a, a lot of times what we do as believers is when we go through a test, a trial or anything, um, we come out of it and we're like, whew. Thank you, God. Like, we'll thank God, but it's like, we kind of look at the situation like, okay, God, I did what you wanted me to do. God, you carried me this, you know, through this. Amen. Thank you. But in reality, what God wants us to do a lot of times in situations is kind of like, you know, how you're talking about looking back and saying like, God, you, if you, if you brought me through this or God, you know, or you blessed me through this, surely enough, you're going to show up again and again and again and again and again. But mm -hmm. a lot of times what we do is I know for me, and I think that's where like we have to be so careful with hindering ourselves and delaying ourselves because when God like brings us out of something, he wants us to look at that and be like, okay, this is, this is my endurance that I need for the next test is going to come because surely yeah. enough, you brought me back through there. So yeah. of course I'm going to, you know, have what I need to go through the same test. And like, I do that to myself because sometimes I'm like, okay, God, I, I did what you told me to do. I'm good. Woo. Okay bye I'm, I'm good he's like no that needs to be your endurance for the next test that's going to come in the next trial yeah. Yeah. you know like that needs to be your endurance like that needs to be the thing you'd be like you know I went through this thing but now I have what it takes so you know like you we, it's why we have to constantly remind ourselves like who God is and what he did for us in the last season and sometimes we literally have to tell ourselves like God you showed up last time I know you'll show up again and again, and again, and again, but it's like every time we take on like a new test, and we're and like, because I'm talking to myself, and like, we're crying, or we're, we're scared, or we get anxious, or we're like, oh, we're feeling defeated already, what someone reminded me recently was that it's because a lot of times we have not given that thing fully over to the Lord, you have to fully give it over to the Lord, and just begin to say, God, give me the strength to make it through, um, and so I just wanted to say that because we hinder ourselves when we do that. Um, and my gas light just came on. So just pray. I make it to the gas station. Bye. <laughs> Yo, that is so true. Oh my goodness. So true. Remind yourself, remind yourself where God has brought you from. Remind yourself and know the difference between God's voice and the enemy's voice. You know, know the difference. If it's coming to you like, oh, you used to have it like this, or you used to this, or you look at how this person, like those are not characteristics of God. God is not comparing you and somebody else. Like, you know, just, just think about how God operates. Yeah. God is all about faith and love and, and, and endurance and all these things. Like that's how God operates, you know? So just remember who he is in those moments. 
The second example is repeat back to God. Uh, the correct way to look back is to repeat back to God who he says he is. Um, you know, I love the, uh, this, the scripture, second Chronicles. I don't know why I re- wrote like that, but second Chronicles chapter 20. <laughs> second Chronicles, Chronicles, second Chronicles chapter five, verse, verses five through nine. Chapter 20, verses 5 through 9. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in the front of the new courthouse and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over the heaven, the, the kingdoms of the nations, power and might in your hand, mm-hmm. and no one can withstand you. Oh, our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people, um, Israel, and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They, mm. they have lived in it and have built it in a sanctuary for your name, saying, if calamity, for your name, your name, not my name. Yeah. Not the Maj name, for your name, God, saying, if calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name, not Lorraine, not Tia name, not Andrew name, not Nene name, not Honesty name, Mm -hmm. but the name of Yahweh, and will cry out to you in our distress, and you said, you said, you said you will hear us and save us. You, you, not us, you. So when we look back, we can look back in that way and be like, God, you said. You said it. You said it, not me, not me. You said it. And not to say God can't do things, but just remind God, like, this is what yeah. you said. You're not, God, a you're, you're not a liar. You're not a liar. Yeah, you're not a liar. You're a deliverer because you said you are. You said your words can't come back to you, boy. And this is why we can look back. We can look back and repeat back to God who he says he is, who he reminds us that he is. And that will even, even though, first of all, God loves that. Yes. I feel like God be listening to that like, oh, yeah. No, oh, I yeah, got you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know who I am? Okay, let me show you. Like, we got to get in that bag with God. Like, yeah, you said that you were going to, um, protect me if I leave this situation you said that I will never lack you mm. said that you will comfort me you said that your people shall not be sick you said with long days and um they shall worship me so I shall not die because you said like mm. we gotta be in that place when we when we go into sleep and we afraid of of waking up that we may not wake up in the morning or whatever I even when I, I talked to Dimash the other day he was like you know pray for me and my house and stuff like that I said listen when I talk to God I say to God and this is our personal relationship but I'm gonna put it out here I say to God your word says if if um if you honor your mother and your father all the days of your life your days shall be long I said Dimash honors his parents I've seen him honor his parents from young to old he's been honoring and his mother's on here she could tell you Yes. He long. That's I, I go to the Lord with that. So even when the enemy be like, oh, Damage, not feeling what I don't care what it looked like. All I know mm-hmm. is this man honor his parents. It's me that gotta repent because I used to be a wild one. <laughs> like that's what I told Damage. Like me, I used to get my, my parents a rough for their money, but you you're good. Like you yeah. should you get 120 scores, like you're good. Right. Like you're really good. So we gotta remind God, like, this is what you said. 
Whatever you said shall come to pass. And that's why we look back. And the last reason. Real quick, I just love okay. that it says like before, like if um, calamity come upon us, right? Whether the sword of judgment, you know, whether it's from you or if it's, or it's just a plague or famine, like all the stuff that's going on in the world, right? Mm. Like we're not going to run. You know, we're not going to flee. Like we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name. Mm. We'll cry out to you in our distress and you will hear us and save us. Yes. Amen. Like even your judgment shouldn't kill us yeah. because you said like he Jehovah yeah. was getting crazy in this. <laughs> like he was really talking to God. Like, um, um, I, I, my friend Zafanya, her pastor, he talks to God like that. Ali pastor talks to God like that. There's some people that really go to God like, um, you, show show us who you said you are. Like talking to him crazy. I'm like, all right, hold on now. There's still a lot of hope. Like, <laughs> talking crazy. Almost, like, like you, you like, like he, like they really, these people be hot and they African pastors, of course. Like they, yeah. they don't play. They don't play. They will really, like Ali pastor was like, talking to the devil like what are you waiting for lay down and die already like what are you waiting for like <laughs> no joke like talking to the enemy how he should be talked to or talking to god how he should be talked to <laughs> show yourself these kids shall not he was talking about like the kids and um how they in school and you know they have like they have to get better grades than their classmates these are children of god they cannot get b's and so they have to get a remember that mom lorraine like he was yes like these kids can't they show they report show that they report cards are children of God report cards like you have to do that like you said that they shall exceed above their peers like yes he, he was going off like he was yes. like, to come I expect to see that you have given them good grades because they they are your children like like we the thing is we can talk to God like that if you're a friend of him you have that right you have yeah. that right all the prophets in the Bible that ever talked to God really talked to him as a friend. Yeah. Even Abraham, you no, know, we always think of Abraham as the father mm -hmm. of the nations, but Abraham was also a prophet. That's what the Bible yeah. says. Mm -hmm. you know, Abraham reasoned with God. So you go and kill, you go and kill all of Sodom, even if there's 40 righteous people there, even mm -hmm. if it's 20 righteous people, that's how he's talking. Like that, that doesn't say to get rude with God, but that's just to remind God that you, I believe you're so holy and you're so righteous and you're so big and you're so great that I really don't put nothing past you, you know, Amen. go ahead. Then that was the number three is the last point, And then we want to close. That's so true. And so that's why I love African, African preachers. Like I have, I love them. <laughs> they put a com <clears throat> a command on it, but you know what? I understand the reason why they do that. They don't take their or they take their walk with Christ seriously mm -hmm. is because they have literally seen like spiritual things happen though yeah. you know like not even like this Christianity that we see in America it's like <laughs> they have seen demons like they have yes. seen demons walking they have seen like I mean you know in their villages like they have seen priests witch doctors like uh, they have seen real stuff that happens in the Bible. So it's like, they call, when they tell God, you better show up, you better show up, show up because like, I just saw this demon walk in the real life. Like you need to come on. And so I love that though. And I think that like, the reason why sometimes we are not commanding things to happen like in our life is because we honestly, like we, some people have not had those encounters yet. Yeah. They haven't had those encounters. And so, and that's why, 
the enemy runs rampant on many of our bloodlines and generations because we don't understand the depths of it and so I'm just thankful that you know last three years like I've come into like the knowledge and the understanding of real demonic stuff and I'm like oh no like this this ain't about to happen like I remember like one time I was on a fast and it was like as soon as I I was praying at like three in the morning and I lay down I don't know if y'all ever seen that meme where it's like you lay down it's like a meme that says like when you lay down you gotta get right back up for work so it's like this person like as soon as they lay down they jumped off the bed y'all like I did that one time like like, as soon as I lay down the bed from praying it was like a spirit tried to come and attack me. And I literally like bounced off the bed and was like, no, uh-uh. Like, hey. I'm about to get in the rink with you. Like, this right. is not going on. <laughs> so like, they real deal see stuff. So they don't, they don't play. Like, they really don't. So that's yeah. all. No, they really yeah. don't. Just a minute. Sorry, just a minute, Bria. Um, so I just wanted to, um, the scripture that you read um, with Jehoshaphat. And you know, it's say like, um, the last part said, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in the in our distress. I, I just want to remind everyone that we are that temple now. We don't have to go to a church for this to happen. We are the place where we cry out to God. We are the temple that hosts Holy Spirit, the presence of God, the power of God in, in, in our lives. So just remember, we can cry out, cry out from wherever we are. We can remind God who we, of who he is from wherever we are. Sorry, that was it. Oh my goodness, yeah. that's such a great point. This yeah. is so true. We are the temples now, praise God. Um, and example three, which is the last one, but there's so many re- correct ways to look back because look, God didn't give us a memory for no reason. You know what <laughs> I mean? We have a memory for a reason. We just have to be wise in the way that we use it. So the last yeah. one is to testify to someone else of the transformation God has made over your life. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's such a great way to look back because oftentimes people can see you for who you are in a, as a believer, but if they didn't know you before, they'll just think like, you just crazy for Christ. Cause you always been on fire for Christ or you always like, they don't know like who you used to be. And sometimes you got to remind people not in a bad way, but just tell them like, I used to do exactly what you used to do. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the only way to really gather people is really to tell them the truth of where God has brought you from, you know, because sometimes people don't believe they just think you woke up and you no longer have a taste for cursing, you no longer have a taste for alcohol, you no longer want to smoke like, no, people really used to be burdened down with these things, which is why you see some people and you'd be like, why are they still on fire for Christ? If you knew, I feel like the people that be the most on fire probably had the worst stories. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, and that's not to say if you're timid for Christ that you didn't have the, a bad story before, you know what I mean? But like some people, if God wouldn't have saved them, they really, they know they would have been dead. Mm-hmm. And so now that they serve in Christ, they just don't care. Like y'all know, I'm, I brought up Tiffany Montgomery before, like when she talked about her testimony, like that girl was not thinking about no Jesus. I could tell you that right now. Like she, she'll tell you openly. I used to fight girls. Like that was her testimony. And now she fighting demons. Like she, <laughs> she's fighting the whole beehive according to what Instagram look like. Like it's crazy. Even um a, 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 a sister that T and I are connected with, she'll tell you she got saved in a jail cell um, and started serving Christ. Yeah. Uh, 
and and she never had any relationship with Jesus ever. It's not like, you know, some people come from Christian homes and then eventually they come back to Christ. She had no interest in ever serving Christ at all, at all. And she used to, you know, she was in jail. She was really a thug, like real life. And now she has completely turned her life around and she is on fire and she don't care who she offend. She's going to yeah. tell you the truth. Why? Because she done lived everything with certain people who have lived everything. You really can't tell them much. If you try to tell them, Oh, I can, I can still do this and still serve Christ. Like they know because they probably did more than you. Some people did really did more stuff than you can even imagine with your own brain. So yeah. that's why they so serious about you coming out of that thing or, you know, you know, overcoming that thing because they know how bad it could really hurt you because they've experienced it themselves. So the scripture we're going to use to support that one is, is Paul giving his, um, his testimony to King Agrippa. Yes. Um, that's what we were talking I, about I earlier. Just even so it, it connects to like a lot of things because really wasn't going to even read the whole thing but like i just pulled it up because i'm like you know even speaks about not belonging like you spoke about and all being on one side right he used to be a pharisee and they're the one that um persecuting him now and plus now him being uh, a follower of jesus the disciples that he used to persecute, they don't trust him. So he's just like in the middle. And, you know, him just um, speaking about that. And Paul didn't have to go to King Agrippa to be free, but he wanted to testify. Mm -hmm. so be, then King Agrippa said to Paul, so um, just so you can read the first beginning, it says Paul's, so you guys should read the, the, the beginning of it. Um, Paul before King Agrippa. Yeah, it talks about who, who his life was, yeah. how he used to persecute Christians, how he was a big time Pharisee, like, and and now he's testifying like other people even know who I was. Yes. So um, then, uh, uh, then Agrippa said to Paul, "You are permitted to speak for yourself." So Paul mm -hmm. stretched out his hand and answered for himself, "I think myself happy, King Agrippa." Because today I shall answer for myself before you concerning all the things which I am accused, um, which I am accused by the Jews, especially because you are you are expert in all customs questions which have to do with the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to hear me patiently. Mm -hmm. And like we read this scripture, my manner um, of life from my youth which was spent from the beginning among my own nation at mm -hmm. Jerusalem, all the Jews know. Mm -hmm. So in here, in this King Agrippa um, had stature. I forgot who uh, he was related to, but he was a Jew. So he's in here in this room, like in a hall. It's not just King Agrippa there. They, it, it's basically like a court. Mm -hmm. So there's a bunch of other people's there. And Paul is basically like testifying like on trial. Um, and all the Jews know. Uh, they knew me from the first, if they are willing to testify that among the strictest sect of our religion, I lived as a Pharisee. Now I stand and I'm a judge for the hope of the promise made by God, our father. To, to this promise, our 12 tribes earnestly serving God night and day, hope to attain for this hope, for this hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused by the Jews. Why, why should it be thought incredible by you that God raised 
the dead. Indeed, I myself thought I must do uh, many things contrary to the name of Jesus the Nazareth. The, the, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. Well, this I also did in Jerusalem. Many of the saints <laughs> I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's speaking about like the the believers that that he put in prison, like he put Christians in prison. Yeah, um, from because he got a, he he sought authority from the chief priests to be able to do that. And when they were and when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. Mm. I punished them often in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme, being exceedingly in, enraged against them. I persecuted them even to foreign cities while this part recounted his um, conversion while this occupied as i journeyed to damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests at midday O king along the road i saw a light from heaven brightening the sun shining around me and those who who, who journeyed with me and when we all have fallen to the ground i heard a voice saying to me saying in a Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I thought that was interesting how, well, go ahead. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Why are you persecuting me? Is it hard for you to kick against the gods? So I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, persecuting, but rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will um, yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes, to order them to turn from the darkness to light, and from the power power of God to from the from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in in me. Therefore, King Agrippa, I I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus. So on his way to Damascus. He declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the region in Judea, then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do works befitting repentance. For these, for these reasons, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. Mm. So he's really saying his whole testimony. Therefore, having obtained help from God, to this day I stand witnessing both the small and great saying no other thing than those which the prophets prophets and Moses said would come, that Christ would suffer and that he would be the first to rise um, from, the, from, from the dead and would, uh, would proclaim light to the Jewish people and, and to the Gentiles. Um, and, and now, as he thus made his defense, Fetus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are beside yourself. Much <laughs> learning is driving you mad. So I just, 
I, I just looked at all that I read is Paul just going on and on. And someone else, Feta said, um, Paul, you are beside yourself. Much learning is driving you mad. And he said, I am not mad, most noble Fetus, but speak the words of truth and reason for the king before whom I, sorry, but for the king, um, wait, wait. Uh, for the king before whom I also speak freely knows these things. For I'm mm. convinced that none of these things escapes his attention. Mm. Like, these, like the king, king Agrippa knew all these he things that was that. going on. For mm -hmm. um, I'm, yeah, I'm convinced that none of these things escaped his attention. For this thing was not done in a corner. Mm. Mm, king Agrippa, do you not believe the prophets? I know that you do believe. Then King Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. <laughs> Paul said, I would, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me today might become both almost and altogether such as I am, except for these chains. Uh -huh. and, the 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 transformation that he in the same position that he's in except for the actual situation that he's in him being on trial mm. which he had said um these things the king stood up and as well to the governor and and bernice and those who sat with them that when they had gone aside they talk amongst themselves saying this man is doing nothing deserving of death and change mm -hmm. and king and, and then agrippa said the fetters this man this man might have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. And it, it's just like, I just had to, um, just to sh share the scripture. Um, and as you hear Paul, you know, testimony and just him, like we just mentioned before, a lot of times, you know, we're not going to be able to, you know, persuade people, but if I, if I was in that room or if a lot of times, if, you know, we share our testimonies on here and, you know, we don't realize the power, um, and it's not us, but it's not us that people are going to hear in our testimony, but it's the movement of God that's yes. going to encourage yes. other people. Yes. Um, and the transformation too, because a lot of times, you know, we're seeking God to be transformed in certain ways, but listening to Paul speak about, you know, from him being one place to another, from him being on a journey and, you know, many different things that happened to him, God revealing himself, you know, um, to taking his sight away because God want him to give sight um, to the Gentiles and to the um, to, to believers. Praise God. Um, so yes. it's encouraging not to read that. Yes. Yeah. So testify to someone else to transform, you know, the hopes that God will transform their lives through your transformation because that's what was being done Paul planted a seed that day because you see King Agrippa was like you know if I keep letting you talk I might even become a Christian myself <laughs> yes some of our testimonies are just that just that powerful but you know you know because of you know persecution and stuff we will make may want to be quiet Paul could have felt defeated while he was in those chains but really his testimony freed him you know, mm. and, and we have to do that for other people, not only freedom, free ourselves by looking back and testifying of the good things that God has done, you know. But, but, but the thing is, like, his, his testimony 
didn't set him free. That's why I didn't understand like why mm-hmm. he, as we read the whole thing to get context, I didn't understand why he wanted to, because he put his freedom in jeopardy to right, testify. testify. So the end is that said, said this man might have been set free if he didn't, if he didn't, um, did not appeal to Caesar. Yeah. Basically after this, he's going to appeal to Caesar. Mm-hmm. And it's like, or, or maybe to have a chance to just share his testimony to that group of people. Yeah. Um, to but risk his freedom for that. But that's free for me. That's freedom in itself. Yes, it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. It's not freedom. It's not freedom physically, but spiritually, it's freedom knowing that I have a choice to walk in persecution or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to do that. That's freedom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's freedom to know that we have a choice to do what everybody else is doing, but we choose not to. That's freedom. Other people are bound by sin, bound by being afraid of what people are going to say about them, bound by persecution. They scared of it. But we're so free that we can walk into those situations and know that no matter what the outcome is, Christ is my Lord and Savior. And as long as I got to tell somebody about the goodness of God, that's really all that matters, you know. Although it, like Demar said, it didn't free him at that moment because he really put himself in more chains. If you, like King Agrippa said, like he could have just not even appealed, he would have been fine. Like he could have just not said nothing, but like he chose. Jesus could have walked this earth and not even professed to be the Son of God. He could have not said nothing. He could have just been healing people and went about his business, but it needed to be said. It needed to be talked about because it was the truth, you know? Yeah. Um, so praise God. You know, we, we definitely, I hope everybody learned something from today. Me, myself, I learned a lot and I, I want to encourage each and every one of us to apply this to our lives, um, to continue to look back in the right way, as opposed to looking back in the wrong way, because there are wrong ways to look back and there are proper ways to look back. So praise God. Amen. 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 Thank you guys, you know, everyone for joining. Um, um, I agree. Um, thank God for everyone that's coming and stop the shooting. Okay, amen. Um, we'll see you most likely. We'll have the, the video, the actual video for the event. We're gonna have to put it up on like YouTube or something because it's too long. Um, but we'll work on that. Um, so thank everyone for coming. Thank everyone for coming. And um, I hope you guys have a blessed and blessed, blessed um, rest of your day and just weekend. And until the next time we meet. Yeah, pray out. Bye. All right. Demand is going to pray out. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Heavenly, <laughs> Heavenly Father. Father God, Lord, you're glorious in many ways. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Father God, we thank you. We thank you. We are grateful for this position that you have placed us all in. Yes, we thank you for the calling that you have placed on our lives. We thank you for each and every one of us, the path that you have placed us on, whether from, from, from birth, from childhood, all the way. Father God, for we know we are uniquely made, Lord, and Father, we just thank you for all the people that you have placed in our lives from younger, from young to now. You know, how, however, you have brought us to this point. However, the gospel was was exposed and 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 shared with us. 
Father, we thank you for knowing what we know now. Yes, Lord. Thank you for everyone that made it on today. Thank you for everyone that we pray over the covering for those who couldn't make it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Message to bless, not just bless us, to, but to bless also bless those who will listen to it. Yes, Lord. And Father, we're just thanking you for the Holy Spirit for leading us, the Holy Spirit for, yes. for, for constantly showing us and guiding us um, throughout our days. Yes. Continue to help us with, with looking back at the things that you have done for us, the things yes. that you have done to us, transforming us, um, Father God, for everything um, that brings glory to your name. Yes. Lord, Thank stay away from looking back when it comes to reminiscing and looking back at things either of the world things of the past let us focus and let us let us stay um locked in at the things that you want us to do yes let us seek let us seek things of you let us seek our purpose in you yes your will let us let us seek just your will thank you let us let us let us be focused and fixed on building your temple, yes, Lord. your kingdom, and let everything comes after. Let us let let us let us receive and let us know that. Let us live our life with everything after. Yes, Lord. After you, Father God. Yes. Father God, we we just thank you for for your knowledge and your understanding and your yeah. power that lives with us. Your your covering or cover us as we sleep. Yes, Lord. As we live, Father God. Yes, Lord. We just, we just thank you for thank for you, your power Lord. and your strength. Thank you for this ministry. Thank you for for you, the prayers of of your children. Thank you, Lord. Lift each other up, whether if it's it's general, Father God. Let's just continue to pray over everyone, and Father God, let's just continue to just keep each other in mind and in spirit. Yes, Lord. Father God, forgive us, forgive us all of everything that we have done, um, knowingly and unknowingly. And all these things we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise God. You know, any men this week we're having um Damage is leading a prayer, uh, seven days of prayer. Yeah, Monday the seventeenth to the twenty fourth. Yeah, so what's that next month? Starting this Monday, this Monday coming days. up in two days so all the men on here if you're not in the group chat yet um uh write whoever invited you and we'll add you to the big whatsapp group chat and we'll also post it on social media that there's seven days of prayer if you have any brothers nephews cousins anybody who's a man that you think can benefit from the seven days of prayer there's going to be different topics every day however the lord leads the march yeah. um you know Holy Spirit, have your way. But if you'd like to be a part of days of prayer, you know, please, please join up. Yes. Yes, God. Amen. Amen. Love you all. Have a great, great, great day. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Mommy, look, there's monsters here. Bye, guys. Bye. Hi everyone, welcome to Pray First Ministries podcast. Um, so this week's session, we looked at the pros and cons of looking back. I pray you all enjoy this.